Um, hey everyone, John Stapleton here. Last week I explained why I left and pretty much why I've come back and I'm here to stay. And so if you missed that, I encourage you to go back and listen. But we are in the book of Esther and um, we're in chapter 6, so we're pretty much halfway, uh, halfway through the book. Now, I'm not going to be a nerd this time. That's probably going to come next week. I just want to point out to you one major thing and several different examples. So I'll just read the text and then I'll revisit some things and then uh, send you off. Shouldn't be a long message. That night the king could not sleep, so he ordered the book of the Chronicles, the record of his kingdom, to be brought in and read to him. It was found recorded that Mordecai was exposed that had, had exposed Big Thana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. What honor and recognition has Mordecai received for this? The king asked. Nothing has been done for him, his attendants answered. The king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman had entered the outer court of the palace to speak with the king about impaling Mordecai on the pole he had set up for him. His attendants answered, Haman is standing out, um, standing in the court. Bring him in, the king ordered. When Haman entered, the king asked him, What should be done for the man the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought to himself, Who is there that the king would rather honor than me? So he answered the king, For the man the king delights to honor, have, the bring, have them bring the royal, a royal robe the king has worn and a horse the king has ridden, one with a royal crest placed on his head. Then let the king and a horse be entrusted to one of the king's most noble princes. Let them, uh, let them robe the man the king delights to honor and lead him on the horse through the city streets proclaiming before him, This is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. Go at once, the king commanded Haman. Get the robe and the horse and do just as you have suggested for Mordecai, the Jew who sits at the king's gate. Do not neglect anything you have recommended. So Haman got the robe and the horse. He robed Mordecai and, let, and led him on horseback through the city streets, proclaiming before him, This is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. Afterward, Mordecai returned to the king's gate, but Haman rushed home with his head covered in grief and told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends everything that had happened to him. His, his advisors and his wife, Zeresh, said to him, since Mordecai, uh, since Mordecai, before whom your downfall has started, is, a, is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. You will surely come to ruin. While they were still disgusting, Still talking with him, the king's eunuchs arrived and hurried Haman away to the banquet Esther had prepared. So that's chapter 6, and the main point that I want to share with you is just total irony. And really, like this makes me laugh. I, uh, I expect you to laugh, but if you don't, that's fine. Uh, the, I think the most irony is in the first few verses. So let's, let's read that again. That night the king could not sleep. So it just so happens the king could not sleep. So he ordered the book of the Chronicles, the record of his reign, to be brought in and read to him. So he, it just so happens he can't sleep. And it just so happens that he decides to do this with his time. 
It was found recorded that uh, there that Mordecai had exposed Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who had guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. So, again, I'm just going to keep saying this and keep piling up the ironies here. It just so happens that the king cannot sleep. It just so happens that he decides to have the book of uh, the history book read to him, and it just so happens that he finds the passage where Mordecai saves him. So, those are three things right there. Again, this is all God behind the scenes. He is never mentioned in this book. It is the most atheological, it seems, book in the Bible. Yet, there are some things that happen through pretty much every character in the book, which is kind of crooked, that brings, up, uh, brings about the purposes of, of God's protection. So, those are three ironies. Um... Another irony is Haman. He just so happens to be standing outside when the king reads this. And it just so happens that Haman is is there wanting, you know, discussing how to kill Mordecai. And um, here's, here's a funny part. It's not so much in... It is an irony, but I just find it more funny. Um, Haman thinks that he's going to be honored King Xerxes turns the tables on him and says alright do that do the exact same thing for Mordecai and leave nothing out so that is another thing that's just hilarious you know it's just hilarious it, it it's it's funny um, and so um, I think that's about really it. I mean, uh, it's just irony, you know. The whole book is is very funny, and um, it has a lot of references to different things. And if you dig deep enough, deep enough, and you um, you do you do enough research, you'll you'll get the story, you know. But that's about it for this week. And next week will be in chapter seven. So I'll see you then.